Hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Murphy and I'm joined by... Dale Driver. And Joe Scrabbles. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. How Haven't you doing? been on for ages. Haven't you? I've forgotten how to do it. Uh, like three weeks, that's long for me. <laughs> yeah, that is long. You, you're prolific. I'm pretty you're a prolific, prolific podcaster. I'm determined to make at least one listener like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good. How's everyone's weeks going? Very busy? Good. Um, it's busy. It's too busy. Yeah. I don't like it. Got lots of things There's going lots on. Lots of bits, mm. lots of bits going on. Um, well, we can't say what, what you've been doing, but no, you've you been can say another I've, I've, I've been in Miami. Um, and, so uh, for some, isn't mm. it? Partying in the city, whether he is on all night on he's day abs- till the break he's, of dawn. He's so bronzed. Um, I'm very bronzed. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a bronze man. Um, I went out for to interview for to interview um, and to <laughs> do the good writing um, for four four two magazine <laughs> for Baywatch the movie. Um, the new film with Dwayne The Rock Johnson Zac Efron and loads of beautiful people um, so I went out to interview them and review the film um, that you can all see from Tuesday morning Tuesday at 8am Tuesday at 8am got some fun videos going up um, and I'm sure we'll talk about the film <laughs> on <laughs> next on next week's podcast what was the best thing you did in Miami that wasn't to do with Baywatch the film uh, they well not directly to do with Baywatch the film, mm-hmm. but there was a taco bar at the junket, and I, I mean, embarrassed myself, <laughs> 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 like because like make me the meat, um, get me a big taco. <laughs> it was fucking embarrassing how many tacos I had, <laughs> and like I've been trying to be really good, and like I'm like my body fat percentage before going to Miami was the best it's ever been, um, but. Miami and the taco bar has fucked it. <laughs> like absolutely fucked Random it. Random question. How do you measure your body fat percentage? Uh, there's a thing, there's a machine in my gym. Gym. Oh, right. That, okay. uh, that measures it. But I tell you what, like. It's like four big forceps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that blubber fly. Um, no, it's like a machine that does it quite easily. But like, I mean, because I, I try and be as healthy as I can, but I mean, booze just fucks that. Yeah. But I try and be as healthy as I can. But if you feel bad about, if you feel a tiny bit bad about your body, do you know what the worst thing to do is? Look at it. <laughs> go, to, go to Miami, eat, I would say, conservatively, nine tacos <laughs> in an hour. And then go interview uh, like the most beautiful people in the world. Mm. So like Zac Efron, who's just fucking really hot. He doesn't make sense. Uh, Alexander Dario, who's beautiful. Don't know yeah. guys. Um, she's like, she's, oh. like, she's like Powers' favorite. Um, she is yes. very beautiful. She, we, we talked about her. She's in True She's in True yes. yes. yeah. one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that all one. you need yeah. to know about that. <laughs> um, she's in that. But also, and The Rock, obviously. Yeah. Um, but also like uh, Priyanka Chopra. Who like I think it's perfect. Like she's like a perfect woman. And there was a bit where I was going into the junket, and I, they was, I was standing outside, and like junkets are fucking mental scenarios anyway. Um, but I was standing waiting to go inside, and they said, "Oh, she's um, she's just um, popped out." But to you be sick. She, was like, <laughs> she saw who's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> smelled of tacos <laughs> but they were like oh she's just popped out but feel free to go in so I looked in and it's just like all the crew who I, I'd actually worked with the night before on the red carpet so I walked worked in worked with well because like they were like doing all the filming and stuff for you because you mean like, they let you hang around 
No, no, no. They were like filming <laughs> for us. What, oh, kind, right. yeah, what yeah. kind of camera you got, mate? <laughs> like a fucking photographer nerd at a wedding <laughs> yeah. talking to the wedding Didn't photographer. Didn't you have Finchy with you when you were there? I had Finchy, well. yeah, yeah. What did they think of you? They th- Actually, do you know what? It really helped because like I had the, because all the, all the crew there had done a lot of red carpets and they were like, it's going to be really hard to grab them. Right. They were like, it really helps if you've got like a gimmick or something. And I was like, hang on, <laughs> what about this? And brought out like a homemade doll. I was just terrified you, you were going to say someone was a prepared to try fan just then. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, David Hasselhoff, um, number yeah, one he's fan. big into it. But uh, yeah, so I had that and that was pretty funny. There's an, I took an amazing photo of The Rock because I interviewed The Rock and then he was talking to his like producer of his own production company, Seven Bucks Productions. Yeah. And I picked up Finchie to like have a photo with The Rock like in the background. <laughs> and the Rock, I just hear The Rock go, He's doing some weird shit. <laughs> and then he just points at Finchy. It's fucking brilliant. That's I awesome. saw um, there's a picture on your Instagram yeah. of uh, The Rock, and I think you're standing mm. just in front of him. Yeah. But the way your head's cast a shadow on him. Yeah. For a second, I thought The Rock had this like terrible Peter Parker in Spider-Man <laughs> Three emo haircut. It just goes over one eye. I was like, "Amazing! Fuck, he's ruined himself." <laughs> like, Even The Rock also, is susceptible. I'll tell you the Priyanka Chopra story in a second, but also like at that junket because I was like just fucking about and we didn't need anything from it so I was just teaching him Welsh I was figured like it'll just be a funny thing maybe um, and uh, the was next, it? The next <laughs> it was pretty good the, ne- the next day uh, the ne- actually two people were like that's the best interview I've done today so I was like thank you very much um, but then The Rock the next day was walking through and we were all kind of just hanging out in the corridor and he went hey Welsh <laughs> and honestly I actually couldn't talk I just kind of went <laughs> he's met you before though he should have remembered you being Welsh yeah and actually I did teach him Welsh last time I met him so <laughs> <laughs> Did you teach him how to say hello? Um, taught him how to say a bunch of stuff. Not hello, though. I, f- oh, I was going to say, I feel like that's what you should have said in saying, saying Welsh. Yeah. Like, da or whatever it is. Yeah, that would have been really good, but I didn't. But the Priyanka Chopper <laughs> thing, I walked into the room and it was just her crew in there. I went in, I went, fucking hell, smells really nice in here. She's in there. She was sitting down the entire time. The woman outside <laughs> got it wrong. She's just sitting in. So I walked in and just went, this place smells fucking lush. <laughs> like an absolute bumpkin. And she's just sitting there in the chair so I was obviously I was immediately flustered she was like oh it does smell really nice and I'm like watch any video of her interview she's the most softly spoken but also super smart and super funny and the most beautiful woman in the world um, and I sat down and she was just she was just getting a lipstick touch up and uh, I sat in the thing I don't, I don't get nervous speaking to people at all mm. I sat down and I immediately just became aware like you know when you just become aware of something like now and again you just be like shit like what the fuck is my arm or oh. something like that <laughs> like I sat I sat I sat down I know exactly I what can, he's talking I about I can honestly say that's never happened to I me s- I sat down what I sat down arm? in the chair and then immediately my brain just went that's not how you sit down in a chair. And I was like, and then my head was just like, what the fuck are you talking about, head? Like, that is how you sit in a chair. And then I was like, oh, my waistcoat's not sitting properly while I'm sitting there. So I was like fidgeting. Then I moved over to one side. The cameraman's like, oh, that's too far. You have to move to the other side. Moved over there. And he was like, oh, you're out of shot now. And I was like, and he was like, are you all right, mate? <laughs> I was like, quite clearly, I'm fucking not all right, am I? It's like, like when we interviewed Jeff Kaplan, yeah. I forgot how my lips sit. <laughs> so if we, and we've got video of this, oh, yeah. so it's probably somewhere on a drive. Yeah. Like, there were so many times when you I was just like well like just putting my lips out a bit too far and being like that's <laughs> oh, not where they go yeah like boy you know and just being like 
Oh, I'm going to look like a horse to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even being filmed though. So it was literally just the fact that you were eyeballing Jeff was yeah. making your look. Oh, it's right, yeah. yeah. But the worst thing was, so then afterwards I was just sitting in the bar um, and like you get really excited after the junket. You're like super like adrenaline fuel. So I just went to the bar for a couple of beers by myself. I was sitting there and I, was, I just tweeted something like, I never really get nervous, but I got so flustered in front of Priyanka Chopra that... I forgot how to sit in a chair. I didn't act her in or anything like that, but then a bunch of, because she's super famous. Right. Um, um, she's an Indian actress. Uh, that's where she started. Yeah. And like she has huge, like mega fans. Mm. And then they all started, at, they obviously have alerts set up for the words Priyanka Chopra being tweeted. And then they started atting her into the uh. conversation. And I was like, please stop fucking doing this. And then the next morning I woke up and like my phone was just a mess. Um, my mentions were just an absolute mess of people. And then, she, cause she'd like quote retweeted my tweet as well. Going, I thought you were actually quite really lovely. Don't worry. I was like, that is the best thing that's ever happened. I'm basically married now. Um, Sweet. But there was a bunch of people. You like, you know when like tweets just go, don't get understood in the proper way. Like there was one guy who was just like, you didn't like meeting her? Why? She's a queen. Oh, <laughs> and I was sake. like, I, I, no, you did. I did like meeting her. And he's like fucking atting her in as well, little slug. I was listening to uh, an old episode of a podcast that we do where someone had once uh, tweeted the Pope and then got loads of hate mail from Pope fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, Pope fans. Yeah, yeah, but then by by doing that, he became the number one reply to the Pope on yeah. that tweet, which oh means God. the Pope definitely has seen his tweet. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's one of the best, like, I like that situation. What episode of Regular Features was that, Joe? Don't actually remember. Fucking hell, Joe. <laughs> Could have just got a boost on Regular Features. <laughs> Ages ago. Fuck that. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about more Baywatch stuff <clears throat> next week. Mm. But for now... Thinking, oh, I don't even know. I was a segue into this. Uh, Netflix and Megan <laughs> Witcher TV show. Yeah, this happened what? very suddenly today. We just yeah. got a very uh, nice email from IGN Poland. It's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, I remember IGN Poland's a thing. <laughs> and then they gave us the biggest story of the week. Awesome, that's um, amazing. Which was cool. Um, so yeah, the guy who wrote the eight Witcher novels is actually right. a creative consultant on it, which is a step up from him on the games where he sold them the rights, took no profits, oh, yeah. uh, and hates them because he oh never made God. any money. Um, but hell. he's apparently thrilled to work with Netflix. Yeah. Um, they've That's said cool. very little about what it's going to be. Yeah. They made very clear that the Witcher novels aren't just about Geralt. Like, they never right. said his name in the press release. They said... Oh, they said it's a, a world of witches with great right. subtext and meaning for the for the current day, and it's got Geralt though. It probably will, but it's billed as a drama series, yeah. like a proper. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be a fantasy drama. It definitely wants to be Game of Thrones. Yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. have got their Game of Thrones, basically. That's oh. what they're aiming for. Um, and so cool. there's not much out there. So I think we should come up with our dream cast. All right. Well, I know fuck all about The Witcher. Yeah, I know less than fuck all. Awesome. You, you were this just saying great. Geralt. I don't even know who well, the fuck is, that is. This is perfect because what I was thinking is I've played it all. So all I've got in my head is like that voice actor has to do right. Geralt forever because sure. yeah. he's Geralt to me. Yeah. To you two, who knows what you'll think. So I've got a series of characters from the game. Okay. Uh, okay. Some of my favorites. And I want you to look at the pictures of them and then choose your cast. I'll try and describe them as okay. their characters Sounds as good. well. Okay. So this is... Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. He's beautiful. He's yeah. a witcher. He's um, he's not immortal, but he's magical and has lived for several centuries. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, but my instincts went straight to Clive Owen. Clive Owen? What? Yeah. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I would go for... Am I allowed to have a Game of Thrones actor? Yeah. All right, sweet. I would go for... What's his chops? 
Good. Tyrion uh, Lannister's older brother. Oh, they're going to say Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Um, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, what's he called? He's Skarsgård? Uh, Stars? Something. He's got yeah, three he's names. Swedish, Swedish or something, yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I know what you mean, actually. Or Norwegian, maybe, yeah. I could see that. There All we right. are. I think he'd be good at that. Let's go for his primary love interest. Who does the voice of Geralt? It's a guy called Doug Cockle. Mm. And there's an amazing... That's a great name. He's brilliant. There's, there's an amazing episode. Um, so I was obsessed with the Russell Brand Radio 2 podcast when I was growing up mm-hmm. yeah. and they've just come back on XFM and it's basically all of them reliving their days when I was 18 and they were in their 30s. Excellent. It's beautiful. Cool. And this week, like, Russell Brand really likes The Witcher. Like, you quite a lot. me about really? this? Or yeah. what's in one of our groups? And I was drunk when I read it and I was just yeah. like, what are you fucking talking <laughs> about? Like, he goes into loads of detail about a Witcher 3 side quest oh God, that wow. he enjoyed and they got Doug Cockle on... Russell Brand's radio what? show this yeah. week and started making him say stupid oh things in Geralt's voice. That's it's, awesome. It's fucking amazing. I've never had Russell Brand down as a gamer full stop, no, let like, alone to be a hardcore gamer. At the moment, he's apparently ploughing through Assassin's Creed Black Flag. He fucking loves it. Oh, well, it's a few years behind, mate. So, yeah. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, that was really cool. This is Yennefer, who is the sorceress girlfriend, on-off girlfriend of, of Geralt who canonically he should end up with. Jennifer Connolly. Very good. I'd see... I'd Instincts again, Kate Beckinsale. I was thinking Fuck Rachel... That. I was thinking <laughs> Rachel so Weiss. I'm just going off Instincts only. First but, person I think of. Yeah, Rachel Weiss hasn't done anything for a while. She's in something soon, actually. I can't remember She's in was. Denial, which I never saw. What's Denial? It's a Holocaust film that came out. <laughs> it's a Holocaust film that came out around the Oscars and didn't get any nominations for Oscars. Interesting. Yeah. I like, uh, I like Jennifer Connolly for that. Yeah. I'm going for that. Triss, this is when Geralt had amnesia, he got another girlfriend. Hello. <laughs> another oh. sorceress, a redhead. She's fiery, she's a little mm. more naive mm. than... Oh, motherfucking Christina Hendricks. Christina That's Hendricks. A good, yeah. That is a good call. I could see that. My sister's were saying the girl who plays Ygritte in Game of Thrones, but just less cast on Game of Thrones. That's basically what it is, isn't it? Uh, and finally, we'll finish up with... A grave hag. <laughs> Andy Circus. Andy Circus. <laughs> grave hag is a long tongued, nude old woman who eats bodies in graveyards. Andy Circus. Andy there Circus. Andy Perfect. Circus. That's Done. our dream cast for Witcher. That's pretty good. I'm um, not going to lie, I was hoping Dale had actually played the game so we had a bit more, <laughs> had a bit um, more chat. All right. Do you know what made me and you sad this week, Joe? What did make us sad? Uh, the Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's TV Tale show. made me so sad. Do you know what The Handmaid's Tale is, Dale? No, I know nothing. Tell it's me. It's a Margaret Atwood novel. Are you just playing a role now, or are you refusing to get involved? Uh, I feel like, no, no, no. In this episode, I definitely know nothing until my bit comes up. <laughs> it's a feminist novel by Margaret Atwood. Um, it's a really, really good book. You should definitely read it. But Hulu have done a... TV show of it. You said Hulu really weird. Hulu, Hulu, <laughs> Hulu. They've done a TV show. Um, they've done a TV show of it, and I think it's bloody brilliant. But it's hardcore. That's it. It's very. It's clearly very good. Yeah. But I watched two episodes, and it made me so sad that I'm never going back. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, oh my god. It's horrible. It's really intense, and it's basically it's basically like a dystopian future where, for some reason, some women are barren suddenly. Okay. Um, but there are some women still alive who um, can bear children. So they become these things called handmaids. Um, right. And are they, are they all the handmaids lost? definitely 
fertile? I can't remember. Or are they just believed like they could be? No, I think the handmaids are fertile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because that's so basically all the rich people um, run the sort of uh, like society. Right. But all the wives are barren. So then they have these handmaids come in and they basically are like. Sex, they're, not they're sex slaves, but brood it's like mares. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's it's really unpleasant. So it's it's set in a recognizable future Absolutely, for the United yeah. States. Okay, and mm. the idea is that like not far in the future, a theocratic regime takes yeah. over at least some of the United States. So I could, where's this set? It's like I don't is it know. Maine or something? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. It's somewhere kind of quaint, yeah. like old, but also like instantly recognizable if you've ever seen an American film. Yeah, like, like very bonkers, suburby yeah. and. Yeah. But everything is supplanted with this, like, creepy hatred for everything that isn't this particular regime. And so, yeah, this kind of, like, not democratised, like... Like governmental rape, yeah, is a is basically like this is how people have kids, right? Yeah, Um, and they hang anyone who like they hang gay people. They hang priests who preach a different type of theocracy. Yeah, right. um, and you see, all of this is like one episode. Yeah. It's like, here's everything bad in the world. Enjoy. Yeah, and then the second episode doubles down on it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, basically, it, the thing that makes it really unsettling as well is it keeps having flashbacks to a time where, which I'm not, I'm pretty sure in the book you don't get any flashbacks. It's all oh, do you done. Know? I think she I've sometimes talks about um, her the thing. I'm, I'm almost positive, but it was years ago when I read the book. Um, but in this, you get like flashbacks to it actually going off. Right, like, okay. Where it started sort of going bad. But because you get these flashbacks to a recognizable time yeah. where like, you know, people are like parties and like college and stuff like that, it makes what's ha- actually happening now really, really bad. And like, it make, it's really unsettling because they've kind of. You know, like the village where they take mm-hmm. on like sort of like uh, like old things, <laughs> like right. old timey yeah, yeah, ways. Yeah, they kind of do the same thing. Well, in that's it. The handmaids, the handmaids are tale. sort of dressed almost yeah. like pilgrim women in yeah. some way. That's weird. And the men all dress in like very very fine, like yeah. almost Victorian style suits. Yeah. Um. And there's this very like it's very traditional. Yeah. yeah. And like you say, yeah, the flashbacks are the make it scarier because. You know that everyone involved in this story yeah. lived in the time when exactly it yeah. wasn't like so it makes that. you feel sicker for them. Yeah. So like, what's the time difference then? What we're talking it's not super like it's no. not long because it's been long enough for Elizabeth Moss's character to sort of realize that there's no way out and yeah. to sort of start being beaten down by the system okay. and acting yeah. how they want her to. Right. But it's not long enough that she you hear her thoughts yeah. like that. The narration is her thinking about the situation she's yeah. in. So, and that makes and it, it even more unsettling as well because she is talking as like a very modern woman. Yes. Whereas when you actually hear her talk to other characters, she's talking in a really old timey way. It's Whoa. pretty full on as well. Like yeah. there's the bit where she's like, you first see the ceremony, which yeah. is where the man of the house has sex with her, right. while she lies in the lap of his barren wife. Yeah. Jesus. Like it's all it's filmed like this weird religious ceremony. It's yeah. creepy as hell. Right. And then in her thoughts, she's like. I can feel his cum dripping down my thighs yeah, and stuff. Blimey. Like, oh god! Yeah. Like, it just gives you like these insights into this how this podcast is getting marked as naughty. <laughs> we got told this week we have yeah, to mark it as explicit. Yeah. We might as well double so down. What's, what's the um, the explanation for why they've all they dress like this and they talk like this now? There's now that we don't know yet. We're only two yeah. episodes in. We're very lucky. Like Channel Four are going to be showing it later yes. on in the year, and yeah. um, we're lucky we've seen a couple of episodes. Um, but. It, that you don't really know, and that's that's. I think that's one of the worst things in the actual book as well. It's just, it's just like, why the fuck is life like this now? It's so, just like, deal with it. It is. Do they establish a mystery that's going to be solved of why it happened, or is no, it a case of it's not really it happened, an issue? It's, it's not an imagine. issue. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, this just is the way it is. Yeah. And the story's being told in this time. Kind and of in the hear- same way as like Walking Dead, where it's just like the zombies happen. This, yeah. that's a thing. Yes, yeah. get over it. You hear stories about yeah, like a war going like this. Mm. They they talk oh, yeah, about yeah, fighting yeah. in Florida, right? But you mm. never see it, and you never know what it who's okay. fighting and whether it's the old government versus the new government or yeah. like a rebellion or whatever yeah. like it's not clear which is quite nice oh, man like the more we talk about it, the more I'm fucking jazzed as hell for this show man yeah but then you watch it and you're like Ugh. we should say like the main character as well is Peggy Olsen from Mad Men no. <laughs> I was avoiding it <laughs> she is fantastic and she's as well. amazing it made me remember how great she is because like she's amazing you've like you were texting me over the weekend because yeah. you've just got to the bit where Peggy starts getting really fucking badass. She's incredible, in um, and she becomes like one of the best characters for a while. Well, she's a Scientologist. So I can't, can't believe that. Like her. I mean, we shouldn't touch it. But if you're a Scientologist and listen to this podcast, I'm sure you're very nice. But it is mad. Putting on a fucking you're all mad. But like, she's very good. In it. it reminded me. It rem- reminded me how good she is in a miniseries called Top of the Lake, which is on mm-hmm. Netflix. And I really recommend everybody. No, check they're bringing that out. it back. <gasps> like, they're, what? it's coming back next year, I think. How? What do you mean? It's such how? a cool, self-contained little thing. Well, I don't know, but it's still Jane Campion doing it and oh, everything. Wow. Like, it's awesome. the, it is all of them. Was Nicole, was Nicole Kidman in the original? No, she's in the new one. Is she? Yes. It's, um... Oh, no, fuck. Someone of that level, anyway, plays the commune leader lady. Yeah. Watch I've never Top watched of the Lake, Man. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. I remember you watched it straight after we watched The Return. Yeah. And said it had, like, a similar vibe. The Return's amazing as well. Yeah, I had a really sad couple of weeks. Like, I, bro- <laughs> I broke up with a girlfriend <laughs> of nine years, <laughs> then watched The Return, then watched Top of the Lake, which fucking heavy shit, man. Yeah. Like, it was a good couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've embarrassed yourself yeah. in front of Priyanka Chopra and you're watching The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> um, but yeah, Handmaid's Tale, very good, made us sad. But you don't think you're going to watch any more of it? I don't know, it's it's too, so it makes me too sad. But this conversation, yeah. though, it's got me really jazzed. Well, that's it. Like, talking about what it is, is yeah. it is so clearly good. It's yeah. just the actual effect of it on me. Like, it ruined my night. Yeah. I, did, I went to bed it straight after it. It looks stunning. What's, yeah. like, the, the main arc of the story so far? What can you, like, what are we looking forward to? How we don't know. Going? Like, that's the thing. Like, the, well, you, there's, there's one thread, yeah. which is there appears to be a resistance of some kind. Yes. Right. But the only character we know that's a part of it is very ephemeral. Like, yeah. okay. it's mentioned sort of once. Yeah. Right. And, and there's a lot of, like, spies and shit going on. They're called eyes. Okay. Um, and there's, like, you find out oh, I'm not going to say it well, yeah. Like, yeah there's like basically you can't she can't really trust anyone okay and lots of stuff change and yeah. I guess what I'm asking is is there room is there optimism and like in general like can you see a, sign, a point Even, where it could it didn't get it fixed a, I don't think let yeah. me yeah. let me tell you by the end of episode two any hope you had <laughs> It's yeah. already gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Like it got, because that's it. I was holding on to that. I was like, oh, this is, this will be what drags yeah. me through. Like that yeah. little chink of light. Ta-ra. I found like I've given up on so many shows when they, I get so far in and they, do, I realise they don't have at least like one character that you can like, that is a proxy for the audience or mm. a comic relief or something that can Oh, there ain't much comic relief in them. Do you know what I mean? Like I found like Mr. Robot to be like that a little bit. It's just too like bleak all the way through. Right. It's too depressive all the time. And that's like, I want a bit of optimism every now and again I think as well. you might struggle with Handmaid's yeah. Tale then. That's but it's, that's the thing, it is bleak as fuck, but everyone is so good in it. Oh right? yeah, they're uh, fantastic. Like it's, it's good to watch, yeah, if you see what yeah, I mean, yeah. but yeah. Um, but, I might you know. get, if you say it gets really good, then I might I'm watch it. Anyway, because it's got Peggy in it. Yeah. <laughs> Dale, it Hello. says here on the uh, running order, Farpoint made Dale hard. Yeah, so this was printed before my change. Mate, I can only go by what's in front of me. <laughs> you wrote <all> that. Right? 
<laughs> I don't know why, because it definitely did not make me hard at all. All right. So yeah, I've been playing. What, what's, what is Farpoint? Farpoint is a VR game. Yes, yeah. PlayStation VR game. Which oh, do you I know, know the studio? Joe, do you know this? Oh no, but it's Sony published <laughs> anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically it's a first-person shooter, but with VR. Yeah. The the hook is this thing, which is the aim controller. Yeah. And uh, so basically, the game is only interesting, quite sure, because of this controller, I believe. Because if you took this controller out of the equation, it's a completely nothing game. Have you seen much of it? Uh, I have, actually. I know what it is. It's I've like Starship Troopers, isn't it, yeah. basically? Yeah, On if, a you, desert. if you took everything interesting out of Starship Troopers, it's basically Starship Troopers. I know we're talking about what the controller looks like, so maybe just Google it while you're listening to it. It's yeah, an attractive like, controller. Yeah, yeah, so it's the, it's it's the AIM controller, I believe it's called, the PlayStation AIM controller. It is a really cool controller. It's, I mean, it looks... How heavy is it? It's, it's good to hold. It's about as heavy as four Twixes. <laughs> four Twixes? Yeah, You're shaking it very concerningly. Four Twixes. That's so much heavier than four Twixes. You think? Yeah. Well, what, double-decker? Four double-deckers. Six double-deckers. Six double-deckers and a Twix. <laughs> I find, like, it looks really ugly to look at, but... Oh, I think it's quite nice. Do you think? It looks like a bit of a uh, futuristic bike. It, I mean, <laughs> my my problem with all of VR stuff is, is it looks like it's designed by someone who's really into Top Gear. So it's just like they really? think, like they think they know what they're doing design wise, yeah. but actually they're just a bit not cool. I, th- I think the the VR helmet looks perfectly fine. Yeah. I think it looks better than the Vive does. The Vive looks mad. Yeah. The Vive looks like they tried to become robot spiders. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get but it. But this thing, uh, yes. Uh, no matter what you think or how it looks I think its yeah. functionality is really really good cool like the, my biggest concern with it at the moment is uh, knowing where all the buttons are yeah because uh, yeah. as you can see on the back here they've got a landlock stick and then they've yeah. got the, the PlayStation symbol buttons there yeah but several times I saw prompts oh, in the mad. game and I was like having to lift up the helmet slightly just so I could see what buttons ah, are right, yeah. but that's something that would come with time if I played this enough well Can you're saying the home button is on the back there the home button is on the top oh right yeah, okay cool. I thought I but thought then you were got saying the it was on the R1 and the L1 on the sides there really awkward to press but yeah, yeah, yeah. with this game you don't really use them that much right. it's mostly the trigger can you hold this sideways like a proper old G so <laughs> what you can do you can absolutely hold it like that yeah. but you will lose so this front analog stick which is on the front handle part there yeah so yeah make sure you google this picture by the way when we're describing it but that's what you use to move to get around okay so you constantly have to hold it like that so if you're holding it sideways like a proper old G you're gonna have you're to, not gonna move basically but you can move. I had much fun watching my shadow of my character with the gun and just swinging it around in all different directions, <laughs> going like that. And there's bits where you come up to other characters and they're like playing video files. There's like a like a 3D video file in front of you, right. and, you up, and I was just ramming my gun in their face and and whatnot. All like the when you're goosing Alfred in Batman <laughs> yeah. VR. Yeah, well, I, was, I was sticking it under the chin, like make me feel lucky, punk, etc. That sort of jive. Can you only use that controller with Farpoint at the moment? So. I believe so, and I think they have a couple of games right. in the works for this, but as it stands right now, I'm pretty sure. Although it is the same configuration, so I imagine you could probably use it to play Rock Band or something stupid like that. There's someone who'll beat Dark Souls with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all the same button layout, so as far as I the PlayStation knows. Yeah. But I just mean, like, if I went into... Oh, what's that game that comes... The, the sort of uh, shitty, like, gangster game that comes with... Yeah, the Heist. The Heist. Yeah. Could I do that? That's not shitty. Probably not. Right. And I don't think it probably wouldn't work with Resident Evil VR either, I'd imagine. Ah. Maybe not. 
But it is really cool to see like the representation of it in the game. Like when you have the gun in front of you, yeah. every now and again, if you move in the, in the wrong direction, you'll see the outline of the shape. So it feel, it's definitely like completely one-to-one. It feels like you're actually holding a gun right. all the way through it. And that is, is really satisfying. Is the gun in Farpoint the same as that? Does it look like that? No, it looks more like a standard sort of That'd future cool. machine That would have been cool for the first one. It really yeah. cool. Like... I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, but the, the problem, I think, is the game right now because it, it feels like a tech demo game. Okay. Like, I, like, laying it all out there, I only played about an hour of it, and I'll tell yeah. you that reason in a minute. But the hour it's I, it's not too yeah. hard. <laughs> no, but the hour I played Coward. of it, it was just, a, like, the first 15 minutes, you do literally nothing. Right. You're, what, you're in a cockpit as a spaceship, and you're just watching events unfold, but you're not actually doing anything. So I'm sitting there with a VR helmet, and I'm just standing there watching stuff for ages yeah. then when you get on the planet yes you have a gun in your hand but you don't actually meet a creature for probably another 15 20 so you're minutes you're just shooting in the air no you're just walking like point break you're literally well, i was doing a lot of that yeah but the good thing is it doesn't uh so it has a cooldown instead of a reload okay. so it just overheats and right. then it has to so there's no like reload button or anything like that, so you can constantly just be walking around shooting there's no right. ammunition or anything like that which i was although there is i did unlock grenades for it as well sweet so that was they're like homing grenades as well what kind of stuff grenades. are you shooting like big bugs and shit so starship troopers think of that that's sweet. what you're shooting but it looks crap like yeah. the really? the environment looks nice but the bugs when you shoot them it reminds me of like time crisis or something oh, like the way no. they explode and mm. like, it looks really like pixelated to a degree and it's just it's not pretty to look at and once you've shot a few of them it's not that fun especially when a few have got around you and they've come and you, all, you, all they essentially do is jump up to your face right and then they just sort of run around again and it's just it doesn't feel like a threat anymore Doing their loops. Just, yeah basically yeah and i was just firing the gun aimlessly at one point it does have this really cool mechanic where so you don't have like a laser sight or anything, but if you hold the gun up towards your face, you can see down like a laser sight and you can yeah. see the little crosshair. Oh, like can you shoot yourself in the head? How would you do that? Well, could you turn the gun around and then just shoot it towards yourself? Doesn't know where you oh, are. I know what I'm trying as soon as this yeah. podcast yeah. is <laughs> Can you shoot yourself in the head? Can you shoot uh, yourself in the dick? Can you shoot yourself in the... <laughs> I think... Achievements for everyone. Yeah. Oh my God, definitely playing it now. Sweet ass <laughs> chivos. He's got a chivo uh, for shooting myself in the dick. I think uh, my main problem with it was, though it made me sick. How much is it? feel sick. I wouldn't be able to say. I think around £70, something like that. That's too, that's too much. But yeah, it made me feel sick. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm... Really susceptible VR sickness anyway. Yeah. I find like any time where I have to use analog sticks while I've got a VR helmet on. Remember when I made you play Battlezone for an hour? That was the first time it I got made you sick. two hours. I thought you were going to die. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I believe the term is pulled a whitey in yeah. that one. <laughs> and I have to, I was like, what, they said, what do you think of the game? I was like, yeah, the game's great. But yeah, can I just I know, take, <laughs> take a breath? Never felt so sick in all my life since I walked out. Um, but this, I played it for an hour and then I could immediately start to feel myself feeling sick like there's bits where you walk in and you'll just drop down a ledge fuck that, stuff like that. and as soon as that happened I was like yeah. I, was, I can't play this anymore and then I had to just turn it off because it's I know I'm not built for that sort of thing I need to go with that but it does it's I think it's a real cool like stepping stone to what they could do with VR games for shooting VR games anyway. I really, I'd like to use it with um, the Until Dawn game what the the roller Rush of Blood. Blood yeah Rush yeah, of Blood yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to use it with that yeah, I don't, you, I don't know if it'll work with that. It might, well, they might. I'm out uh, maybe it would actually, because yeah. you're yeah, because you're using move and yeah. yeah so that's a, yeah for for the audience that there is like a ball, a move ball on the end of the controller. Is that it's what you call them? It's probably an entire move controller inside it. They've just gone. Yeah. We've got yeah. fucking loads of them. Stick it in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently uh, Farpoint is only about five hours long as well. Right. So I feel like I got enough of a sample of it, and I think it, it's largely disappointing. But it's a cool like. 
it's a cool showcase of the uh, controller. So why, Excellent. Why did yeah. it make you hard? Yeah, why does it make you hard, Dale? I do why not know. You have that? to ask Gavin. Why would you write hard Weird. and underline it? <laughs> <laughs> it's underline on mine. Um, okay, next thing, Iron Maiden. Do you like them? They're quite good. Dale? All right. I'm, I, I, I get you as a Maiden fan. Not really. I get you. No. I get you. I like a lot of heavy rock, but not yeah. Iron Maiden never really did it for me. Even as a kid? See, I'm a kind of like lapsed Iron Maiden fan. Like I used to, like Iron Maiden's the first gig I ever went to. Really? Um, yeah, in Birmingham. NIA? NEC? Yeah, that one. Um, oh, one my, uh, my Birmingham MIA. NIA. Oh. <laughs> National Indoor Arena. <laughs> my friend Andy, um, bought, his parents bought me a ticket and then they drove us up to Birmingham and we went to see uh, Rob Halford supporting and then Iron Maiden <laughs> and, they, and they waited outside for us. And then after the game, Iron Maiden waited outside Iron Maiden went outside oh done us in. Beat you up. <laughs> Took your money. Because <laughs> they're West Ham supporters. They heard we were Millwall. <laughs> it's a fucking rumble. Um, <laughs> rumble. But yeah, so Iron Maiden um, have made a video game. This game's been around for like a year. Like me and Powers went to see it in his sort of infancy at the Download Festival last year where we got to see Iron Maiden um, and then got horrendously drunk and then had to come back and cover all the conferences for E3. Are Iron Maiden <laughs> now the band you've seen the most in your life? You've seen them three times at least. Oh, That's I've, a I've, lot. I've, I've seen Metallica like 14 times. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. What's I didn't it? even know you liked Metallica. <laughs> I've got a Metallica tattoo. Have you? Yeah. Where's that? It's fucking... It, I got it on my 18th birthday. End of his dick. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Oh, that was the first tattoo I ever had. I had nice. no idea. Yeah, it's Bloody hell. Fucking, it's really sad. <laughs> 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 no, I don't regret it. Because <laughs> it's a good story. <laughs> um... Uh, no, yeah, I just think Metallica probably bounced. Anyway, um, we're going to see Iron Maiden, and we talked to the people who made the game. And then a year later, this, this game's been out, um, and it's kind of like an arena fighter, <laughs> like um, which what? Powers is properly into. Like, Powers is really into the game, I should say. But also, like, the cool thing about this game is it's like an arena. It's not like a brawler, but it's, it's kind of, there's way more to it. It's kind of like turn-based, where, like, you have to select your different things. It's like, it's quite an intricate like arena thing okay um, is this an iPhone game yeah it is yeah, okay, which is yeah. bonkers as well and like the good thing about it is like if uh, if you told me like a band was making a video game I'd be like well that's gonna be shit um, but actually <laughs> this is like a really really good game but it just happens to be an Iron Maiden game and like the cool thing about Iron Maiden is obviously like one of the big draws for the band is all the amazing artwork and like the songs have like actual stories to them that are just bonkers <laughs> and they have this like really iconic uh, mascot Eddie yeah. who like even if you don't know who Iron Maiden is you know who Eddie is because you've just seen him on everything because yeah. when you were a kid and you went around Camden you were like mm. exactly yeah <laughs> Whereas, creepy so in this now um, you play as different Eddies throughout the throughout the world like and there have been like on album covers and in songs and in singles and just everywhere throughout every single Iron Maiden like thing. So you just play as Eddie. Yeah, yeah, but you play as different iterations yeah, yeah, of Eddie. Right. Um, but like some of them, obviously, like people have their favorite Eddies and stuff. Um, but it's, it's it's also not like a game that's just been skinned Iron Maiden. Mm. There's a lot of like care and stuff gone into it. Um, so we, me and Powers, the other week went up to see Iron Maiden on the first day of their tour and to speak with the people who were making the game. And, and they're just like, the, they're massive nerds, but also they're really, really into Iron Maiden. So I would say like, if you're an Iron Maiden fan, download Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast. Cause it's, it's out now. Yeah, it's out now. And it's, it's, it's probably good as well. Where's my, like, phone? Where's my phone? It's like, if, you, if, if you're looking for, um, like it shouldn't be that deep for a mobile game. 
Okay. Um, and like there shouldn't be that much to it. And they've also had like a PvP mode, which is just bonkers. And all this is going on in worlds that you know if you're an Iron Maiden fan, but also with characters you know if you're an Iron Maiden fan, and songs. There's like songs and shit on there. And they're gonna be like updating it constantly when they have like new albums and shit like that. How did this even come together? It's bonkers, isn't it? I yeah. think like they were just wanted to do something so cool and they happened to just find a studio. Rest of need rest of them needed something to do while Bruce flew the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like this they happened to find a studio that is just perfect for them. So the guy that we spoke to this guy called Lexi, who um, I think before the game, he actually designed a lot of their like tour stuff. So like videos that they play before they come on stage and stuff oh, like that. Okay, cool. So he's actually like one of the main guys doing a lot of the art for the game and like directing the game as well. Mm. So you can tell, like when you're speaking to him, he knows so much about Iron Maiden. It's ridiculous. Um, like I kind of know a little bit about them, but like talking to him, I was just like, yep, I totally know that. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, it was awesome as well because we got to go like on a bus with a load of music journalists, um, which me and Powers do not belong on a bus full of music journalists because um, we wash for one thing. Yeah. Um, but we uh, we took a bus all the way from here up to Nottingham drinking. I made, as well as making video games, also make beer. <laughs> what? Um, they've got this it's thing called- It's sold called, in Tesco. Yeah, that so, makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, they do this thing called Trooper Ale, which is actually a, a really, really nice beer. Um, but they've also done this other one, which is like a Trooper Stout, um, which is like 6.8% Bovril. Um, Jesus. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, and like at the, so we went all the way up drinking this ale, drank it there, <laughs> uh, went like backstage, met the bassist, which was really cool, um, and then came all the way back down drinking this ale. So everyone was drinking the ale nobody wanted to drink like the Bovril um, so there was just loads of it left and at the end like the lady who was organising the trip was just like oh if you want some beer just take it um, so me and Powers took a lot of it maybe not as much as she probably wanted us to take we just put it in the back of our thing got home the next morning I was like just really hung over opened it up and I had like a couple of cases all the Bovril <laughs> all 6.8% Bovril which I'm never gonna touch um, but yeah I'm gonna see I made because I bought tickets anyway to see them again at the end of the month. I'm going to go see them next weekend as well. Take your bovril with you. Yeah. Give take, it my, back. Take, my, take my bovril with it. It's just selling outside. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 12 yeah. quid <laughs> going in. Um, but yeah, Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast, if you like Iron Maiden or just really bonkersly good um, mobile games, I would recommend it. <clears throat> it's that time. Here it comes. All the week. Where I take you inside of my brain. But actually, not this week, because we are playing Keyword Countdown. Keyword Countdown. Time for Keyword Countdown. It's Keyword Countdown. Time for Keyword Countdown. It's Keyword Countdown. But. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking? It's an extra special keyword countdown because it comes to us from the fingers of Chris Waterman. Disgusting. Oh, God. Right? So okay. we got an email. So this from is another week where you couldn't be bothered to royal. Shut up, Dale. <laughs> There's a story behind it, and I've got a lot on. I told I told Gav about this email just before we started, and he turned around Thank with Christ. a face like he'd just been given loads of Iron Maiden bovril. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, thank fuck for that, um, because I didn't have time, and I was gonna have to like absolutely bash one out. But what? we have this email from Chris Waterman. I'm on the uh, IGN UK feedback. Uh, finally. Email. I'm finally getting it after yeah. three years. 
Um, if you want to get in touch, IG underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. But anyway, we had an email from Chris Waterman. Hi, UK team. I'm a longtime listener and fan from the States. My fiance, Mary Ann, and I are getting married this weekend in Key West, Florida. And I was wondering if we get a quick shout out on the podcast. Of course you can. Good luck with your <gasps> wedding. I hope your first <laughs> dance is. When did it? When Actually, did it? if you don't send us a video of that going down and people dancing to Jackie Wilson said at your wedding, I'm deleting this podcast. <laughs> when when did he send us in? He sent it out on May 16th. So it's this weekend. Oh, well done. Sweet. Have a great old dig. He Chin says, dig. <laughs> "Have a great dig." He says, "My fiance is excavating not, at their wedding." My fiance is not that into gaming. She listens to the podcast with me. She particularly loves Keyword Countdown. Well, she's only human, Chris, <laughs> and has grown fond of Prayer to try as well. Anyway, please keep up all the lovely features, reviews, podcasts, etc. Cheers, Chris Waterman and Miriam Hooper. So, soon to be Waterman, isn't that lovely? lovely? So, as a bribe for some love, here are some Keyword Countdown suggestions. So these are from Chris Waterman. So if they're shit. Has fault. Have you read these, Joe? No, no, he hasn't. Have okay. you? No. no, I got to that. I got to that bit and said, yeah. "Good, Gav." <clears throat> I also have that. This. Here we go. Bollocks. I'm <laughs> uh, gonna get everyone on the first point. Film. I wouldn't remember. Oh, there's that. a fucking brilliant um, link as well. I've just read that. Good, good. Here we go. Film number one. Colon in title. Alien Covenant. Opening action scene. Alien Resurrection. Terminator. Gang leader. The Warriors. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Sequel. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboy, colon versus aliens. Uh, Cowboy versus... Is that what it's called? Cowboy versus aliens? Yeah. It's not that, though, obviously. But it's also got, not got a yeah. colon in the title. <laughs> talking animal. Uh, Cowboy and talking animal. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Sheriff. Rango. <laughs> um, Some oh. lines. No, come on, mate. Oh, wait. Oh, God. Quick draw. Did, did you say animated? I feel like you said animated. Five goes west. Yeah, it is. Oh. Well done. What's the actual title? Five goes west. A tale of America. <laughs> a tale of two. The west. Tale of the west. A tale of baby boy tales. I'm gonna give it to you. Five right. goes west. Come Something on. Tales. Yeah, an American tale. Colon. Five goes west. Right. Uh, so those were uh, the other ones were Sheriff, Quick Draw, Monument Valley, Cartoon Mouse. So you got that on Sheriff. Well done, Joe. Thank you. Sweet. Okay, four points to Joe. Why are you writing them down? Because so you can work out the the connection at the yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, I wanted that. I wanted that last week when Cooper doing started it. doing it. And I saw him yeah. doing it. I was like, I'm having that. I'm not doing that ever. Well, like, uh, Cooper steals <clears> everything <throat> in this game. So here we go. So I heard. Yeah. Here we go. Film number two. Skateboard. Back to the Future 2. Back Roof, to the Future 1. Rooftop. Um, Precinct 13. Female re-nudity. I hate that clue. Crime boss. Why? Because you hate naked women? Because I, <laughs> I get all distracted. No, because it's, it's just so many films. Like, it just, just doesn't, doesn't narrow anything down. Female re-nudity. Skateboards. What's the second one? Skateboard. Rooftop. Rooftop. Female re-nudity. Crime boss. Um, oh. Dread. Um, Last action hero. Gothic. Uh, the Crow. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Hot damn. There's a skateboard in that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember it. I mean, it sounds about right. It feels like gothic. It's a stupid film. The other ones, Revenge, Knife Throwing, Detroit, Michigan, Devil's Night, Back from the Dead. I would probably never have gotten that. Well, gothic was the only thing I that triggered me. I haven't watched The Crow for a very long time. 
I used to fucking love him when I was a kid. Of course you did. That's very. You got Metallica tattoo. That's definitely a Metallica. <laughs> that's definitely Metallica kid's favorite film. <laughs> Here we go. Film number three. Who died? Did you? Hear? Hostage. Hostage um, with Bruce Willis. Soldier. Serial mm. uh, yeah. series. Showdown. Showdown. Face off. Transformation. And it's not face off. Face off. <laughs> Megalomaniac. Connor, The Rock, neck breaking. That's all action. Predator, films. Terminator, mixed martial arts. Oh, under, under siege. Boiled. Um, Sumo wrestler. Street Fighter. Yep. Oh, well done, Dale. Fair play. Um, also, like, I just remembered um, on my flight back from Miami and the, and going to Miami. For some reason, American Airlines have got every single Arnold Schwarzenegger film well, on that, their thing. I mean, that's brilliant. It was fucking incredible. And what airline was it? Sorry, American Airlines. Fuck. So, um, We're going on Virgin Atlantic to Because <laughs> uh, um, I was like, I was looking through everything, and it was like Moonlight. I still haven't seen La La Land was on yeah. there. I still haven't seen Manchester by the Sea was on there. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch all the films I haven't seen. And then I was like, no, no, I'm gonna watch Kindergarten Cop yeah. and then Twins. <laughs> Oh, and then fall asleep after drinking six glasses of red wine. <laughs> do, what do you guys think of Last Action Hero? It's all right. Yeah. I, I saw, really like. I saw that one film. as a kid though, so um, I, I don't know. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. It's brilliant. It's not like just it's not I total recall. Like, of course not. It's not total recall. We're not not just not even, most it's not even twins. It's not what? Twins. Come on. It's better than Junior. Well, so, I've never so watched most things. I don't think I would. It looks dumb. Okay, film number four. Character name in title. Milk. Magical realism. Um, oh, this is great. Bloody body of a child. Oh my God. God. Max Payne? Lifting female into the air. Dirty Best. dancing. Waterbed. S- secret life of Walter Mitty. Waterbed. Snow. Magical realism. Pan's um, Labyrinth? The Grey, again. Mad scientist. Reanimator. That's not a guy's name. Garden. How Franken- is this not Pan's Labyrinth? Frankenstein's monster. Um, Gothic. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Final. Scissors. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, that's Joe. Yeah, he, he started off just and I sort of joined it. in. I only got one point. <laughs> well done. Lifting woman into air. Yeah, he I probably, suppose. Maybe he lifts her up. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Cheers, expert. <laughs> Film number five. Fire. Hot fuzz. Tripping while fleeing. Tripping while fleeing? Zombie. Mm, World War Z. Dawn of the Dead. Narrator. Zombieland? Diary of the Dead. Five word title. Night of the Living Dead. Unintentionally funny. Mm. Shaun of the Dead we've already said that that's not unintentionally funny pretty intentionally funny yeah yeah alright alright I heard funny alright alright it's gone down (laughs) aliens zombies and aliens they invading um (laughs) 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 morphing into formation (laughs) unintentional funny grave digger oh this is so annoying 1950s tales from the crypt the Demon Knight, whatever it's called. <laughs> Final clue, number in title. Christ alive. I have no idea. Fire, tripping while fleeing, zombie, narrator, five-word title, unintentionally funny, aliens, gravedigger, 
Wait. 1950s. Oh, said five words. The Seven Number Samurai versus Evil Death. Dead. The second Evil Dead. It, it was called. Plan 9 from Outer uh, Space. Uh, I don't know got Do you know what? That was fucking brilliant, That was very good. That was brilliant. Even and if Dale got most of it. So did what, I? What I got so you got more points than me. Nine to five. <laughs> Did I beat the king? Now. Yeah. You beat the Slayed king. You come at the king, you better not miss. <laughs> and you did not miss. Uh, this is really Theme. good. Right. Theme. Actors oh, who died. The crow. Who? That's the crow. That's the only Five all died. Very, <laughs> close. Through Very close. Oh. Um. Uh, actors who are now dead. No. Vince... Because Vincent Price... It's, long as it's on the right line. Oh, I, I don't know anyone from the crow who died... Oh, Brendan, main dude. Brendan Lee. No, I mean, apart from The Crow in the other films. Oh, I see. <laughs> and oh. That's the one I Vincent guess... Price has died since yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, was, what's his face? Um, Raul Julia. Raul yeah. Julia. Oh, yeah, Bison, yeah. Uh, Their last film before they died. The last film before they died. So, yes! So we had Street Fighter. Oh, no, I'll just do it in order, because that's mad if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I fucking went for number three. <laughs> it's like that's gonna be so confusing. Uh, the Crow, uh, Brandon Lee, Plan Nine from Outer Space, Bella Lugosi, um, Raul Julia, Street Fighter, um, Edward Scissorhands, Vincent Price, and Five Goes West, James Stewart. That's do you know what, Chris? Uh, Marianne is a lucky man. <laughs> Because you woman. can show me. Marianne's a lucky lady because <laughs> she's hitched her wagon to someone who's almost as good as me at keyword countdown. <laughs> and if that's what she's looking for in a man, then she's gonna be very happy. <laughs> oh, You're right, mate. Yeah. I feel like Gav would appreciate more people to send in their own versions of keyword countdown. If you want to, <laughs> then because we'll put them in the bank. Um. Uh, yeah. I was gonna. Should I just give up my actual email address? Because I don't want them to go to you lot. But that's, that's, a good point. Point. Oh, that's a good point. I don't want any of you to see them. I suppose. Give- well, I tell you what, follow me on Twitter and you can D- my DMs are open so you can DM them to me. I'm at Camrogav, C-Y-M-R-O-G-A-V. So if you want to send in keyword countdowns, you can and I'll give you a shout out because, do you know what? It's actually harder than you think. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you've, got, when you've got fuck loads on as well. Desperate for followers. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> follow me. Um, all right, feedback then, is it? I've been talking for way too long, so one of you go first. I'll do it. Yeah. Original or remake by Reese McGuinness. <laughs> Sweet. Hi guys, long time listener and first time writing in. Just wanted some advice. I've recently seen the trailer for Up and Coming It Movie. Or for the Up and Coming It Movie. (laughs) For Up and Coming It Movie, which looks really good. And was thinking about going back and watching the original. But the last time I watched it, it must have been over 15 years ago. And I can't really remember what happens. So do I go back and watch the original and spoil the story? Or wait for the remake and watch it so it's a completely new experience? Mm. Thanks guys, any advice would be appreciated. Keep up the good work. I watched the original It two weeks ago. Ah. Yeah. Because um, I've never seen it before. Oh, okay, cool. So I had this same feeling, mm. and then I realised that I think it, the new it, will be more rewarding an experience for knowing Bits. what it's riffing on. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like so many remakes, it will probably be aiming at least half of the time to make you go, eh, "Yeah, I remember that. That's clever. Have they yeah. done that?" Because yeah. isn't this one set the kids' bit set in the eighties? Because that's when. People so, watched the original. Yes, it. isn't yeah. and the new film is only the kids part, right? As yes. Well? Oh, is yes. it? Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. this is like the first part, basically. So so they're going to do a sequel. Yeah. yeah. So it was always planned like that, anyway. 
Um, but I think it was getting out of control when Kari Fukunaga was on board. Right, um, yes. I think he, maybe he wanted to do more than two. That um, makes sense. But yeah, it was, so it's always going to be like that. Oh. I, I feel like it's going to be different enough to the original because yep. it has to be just by virtue of it being like a TV movie versus yeah. an actual movie and the money involved and the people involved. It looks like it will have actual good actors in it yeah. as well. Like if you watch it again, you know, fuck me, oh, I know. Yeah. You they put, are bad. <laughs> you know the, tr- the trailer that they put out for this um, recently? Yes. It was like a clip trailer. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I properly laughed out loud at some of the kids' bits. Yeah, they were like amazing. mucking around with like the, the shit water and stuff like that. Like, the chat in that. How, how did you feel about the balloon that comes to you in the sewer? Not like how did it feel as in it terrified you, but how, what did you think it looked? What do you mean? Did you not think that balloon looked really ropey? No, I think it looked otherworldly, which looked I like. CGI to fuck it, did um, and I was just like, that was one bit that put me off just oh, a little really? bit because yeah, everything else about the trailer so far looks so good. But then straight after that, you have that shot of um, which is an amazing of Pennywise shot, yeah. with the wheels in a yeah, perfect yeah. triangle over his yeah, face. That's cool. And I so just weird. watched, um, I'd rewatched Prometheus the night before, mm. and for some reason, the line that stuck with me after that was, uh, "God doesn't build in straight lines." Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. that's such a perfect evocation yeah. of what that image is. You're like, that looks wrong. Yeah. Those balloons shouldn't look like that. It's the, and there's something the really unsettling about it. The timing of the cut on that is just sublime. It's like absolutely perfect. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's such a great shot. I feel like it's going to be different enough that if you watch the original, you're not going to hurt your experience of the new one. I think yeah. there are very few films where I'd say don't watch the original before a remake. Because I think it's quite... I think it's more interesting for doing so most of the time. Unless, you, unless you're talking about Beauty and the Beast or something like that, <laughs> where it's fucking shot. Well, shot. then it's just don't watch the remake, though. Mm. I have a lot like, of, That's a different thing. A lot of times watched remakes and then gone back and watched the originals, like yeah. sometimes mm. for the first time as well, yeah. just to see what they did afterwards. But I wanted mm. the, the remake to be the, the new experience. Yeah. Such as? Uh, Hills of Eyes. Hills of Eyes. I watched the remake of that first, mm. and then went back. I and really the old like one. the remake of Hills of yeah, Eyes. Yeah, I thought it was really, I good, as well. really good. At the time, I'm people hated sure. it, right? Yeah, like that's I, before I remakes were a massive good. thing, though. Right? Well, there was in the middle of it all mm. when like Texas Chainsaw Massacre started, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre did really well. Mm. And it's actually a, the first remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is fucking brilliant. Really? Like I properly like, and I love the original, but I think the remake is really, really good. Like it's, I mean, it's not as good and it can be quite schlocky in places, but it's good. Hmm. And there's a lot of bad ones. Like the Friday the 13th one is just, don't, don't even look at that. Oh my God, I watched, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that in the cinema. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, one thing I noticed the other day as well is the writers or the guys who did the screenplay for Baywatch also wrote Freddy vs. Jason and Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> they wrote one of my favourite favorite shit lines of all time, which is when she's about to kill Jason at the end of that film. Yeah. And she goes, Wait, ha- Freddy vs. Jason or uh, Friday in the 13th? Friday the 13th. Okay, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> and it's, say hi to your mom in hell <laughs> and it smashes his face it's so dumb there's an amazing line that me and my friends at uni used to say to each other all the time because we used to watch even though we hated it we used to watch Freddy vs. Jason all the time mm. um, because it like didn't hate it like it was just a stupid shit film that's why um, I watch Rush Hour all the time except it's brilliant the two the two bullies are bullying this kid called Linderman yeah. and uh, just because he's called Linda Man. Yeah. That's stupid. Um, but there's a bit where Linderman goes to the party and they're really shocked that he's there. And one of them just goes, Linderman! <laughs> and it's the way the guy lives a life. Like, what director's going, yeah, that stays in. Like, yeah, the director fine. who made Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like how today, I haven't, since we started talking about it, I haven't been able to stop saying, Bogolet! <laughs> it was like that. It's like one of those things that gets in your mind. Dale... Hello, uh, let's read this word for word. 
Hey, IGN UK podcast. My name is Nick from Adelaide, South Australia. Hey, that's where my dad's from. Oh, cool. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Had a random question. What are your top three game recommendations that I play regardless of system? I'm down to play on any console slash system. I understand why you said you were going to read that word for word. <laughs> yeah. uh, translate that for me. So I assume he means what are your favourite three games? Whatever. Ever. It says, what are your top three game recommendations that I play regardless of system? I'm down to play on any console slash system. Dynasty Warriors 2, 3, and 8. Get <laughs> <laughs> out. What Doing your badging gun. <laughs> Genuinely from 4 till 7. Oh, you don't want to save me. <laughs> um, is, that, is that generally what you're going for? No, let's do one game each. One game each? Yeah, three oh, games. Well, how about what? Like, because I get the impression he's talking about a game that you'll constantly go back and play. Oh, Ooh, that's like Miami. Mm. Get Hotline Miami on the Vita. How often do you go back and play Hotline Miami? I play Hotline Miami. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on a weekly basis. Do you actually? Fuck I off. Properly I really play it all like the that time, game, yeah. but I feel like I got my fill and I don't need to go back. My Vita is in my toilet right now, and <laughs> if I haven't got anything to read, I'll play Hotline Miami. While You're I'm just having, trying to beat your scores, just trying to get a better rank. Yeah. Have you not like S ranked all those missions yet? It's like different rankings because you against you're on leaderboards against other people and stuff oh, like that. Right, okay, so I like right. working my way up. Plus, you can see how good you are compared to other people. It's really satisfying on that game where you know the layouts and you're just following the yeah. pattern and you're just trying to hit that pattern as fast but as you also, can. Also, like I play, I play multiple <coughs> stuff all the time, multiple levels all the time because I just want to play it in a different fun way. Yeah. Plus, I make like rules for myself playing it because I've been playing it for years now. Mm. So I make rules for myself playing it. We're just like, right, you're just doing because all the masks change it up as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah. like I do like a run with the horses. I'm doing that right now with the horses horses head masks which is killing every only killing people by kicking the boot in the door in because nice. if you boot the door in with oh, the horse head mask on, yeah. it kills them so that's it's so like satisfying. obviously you can't do it for everyone but like because and for some of them as well you've got to kind of like draw them in and shit mm. like that um, but yeah you can do the like, kills in that game are so satisfying the game is fucking amazing it's, it's, it is an amazing thing that the first time you play that game it's about trying to understand what the story is and yeah. like how hot and being overwhelmed by how horrible it is yeah. yeah second time you play it it's just a puzzle game yeah, yeah. exactly it's just yeah. everything like it, it's like this weird neon like screen goes over your yeah. eyes and you're just like right i have to kill it's, him by going in here and now yeah. like, it's almost like a rhythm game as well you're absolutely. trying to hit yeah, the beats yeah. trying to hit like and the music's there to obviously keep that that's going why i'm really well. ex- really ex- excited <coughs> for that what is the game called it's like no it's not ape escape but isn't it called oh like, um, apes uh, out a crazy ape out yeah we talked about that a while back where it's it's hotline miami but you're a gorilla and <laughs> everything you do adds to like this random yeah. whiplash style ju- uh, free yeah. jazz drumming oh man it looks it so looks fucking so good, yeah, good. Awesome. the Volvo are great on it <laughs> that better be at E3 I want to yeah. play more of that um, um, a game for me that I've played about 10 times I'll say and every couple of years I play it is Grim Fandango really <clears throat> yeah that's I would weird. say it's like my favourite game. Just Whoa. I think it's because I, couldn't, thing, it I does, couldn't get through it. Like really? I, I played, started playing the remaster. Yeah. I'd never played it before. Yeah. I started playing that remaster. I couldn't get through it. So nah. I've got like an old PC CD-ROM of it somewhere <laughs> as well, which I used to dig out every now and again. And then there's a while you couldn't play it and you had to go through like a scum engine like emulation to mm. play it as well. It's just there's such a familiarity with the characters in the world that I love just revisit. It's like one of your old films that you go back and watch just to revisit those characters yeah. in that world. And it's, I just have some like 
this great fascination with it that I just love playing for it. I think the way the story beats, because, you know, it's based in years. So have you got through any years in that game? I got through one, I think. So, yeah, so they have like four main chapters and each one is like a year later or right. two years right. later and things yes. like that. Yeah. And then you get to go back to see Manny and you see like how he's evolved and what he's changed in his life and right. like what he's done now. And then it's like learning a whole new like world and then that, a few years mm. changing a whole new location. That's really smart. Actually, it's, that's on a VR. You should play that on the toilet. You should totally play Grim Van Dango. Yeah, yeah but one puzzle will take you like three shits. It yeah. does. So that's the thing that I know all those puzzles so like off the yeah. top of my yeah, head yeah, now yeah. that I can get through it quite easy. But I remember the first time I played it, there's some in the forest section which are ridiculous. Yeah, some horror, in, those, in those like old... The old Luke's like, Yeah, the Luke's ones. Yeah. Horrible. Disgusting. Sam and Max is really... Sam and Max yeah, is impossible. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I've started and not finished like <laughs> almost every single Luke's Arts Absolutely, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkey Island, you never finished... I finished Monkey I finished the first three Monkey Islands. So Monkey Island 2 is right there with me. Fucking solid. Never, never finished Day of the Tentacle. Never finished Brilliant, Full Throttle. Yeah. So Day of the Tentacle is on my Vita to play when I go to E3. And that's, Sweet. I'm going to try and finish it when I go there because I've that's never good. played it. Oh, it's so good. Well, I played five minutes of it, but that's all I've played. My favourite thing going back to that is realising that... What's the chubby dude in that game called? Hoagie? <laughs> He's probably called Hoagie. Yeah. He's got a really strange voice. Like, he, it's, he's got this, like, weird, what would be like a waspy voice in The Simpsons or something. Right. You yeah. know, like, oh, Martha. Like, yeah. he's got that voice, but he's meant to be this, like, stoner biker dude. Was it, it makes voice no acting s- in the original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tentacle? Yeah. Oh. It makes no sense that he sounds the way he does. That's an Excellent. strange observation. What's your game? Just Dynasty Warriors 8. Dynasty Warriors I put, 8. I bet, <laughs> the problem is there's too many Dynasty Warriors. I've not gone back to one over and over again. Right, I yeah. just play one for two years every two years. It would, like, Fair enough. It would be close because I haven't finished it because I'm labouring on it but Breath of the Wild would be up there I, right now like, that's the game I cannot stop playing yeah. like I finished it on my birthday Yeah. do you feel like you'd, in a few years time you'd go back and play that all again though I don't feel like there's going to be a time when I'm not playing it like honestly I fucking love it and yeah. I'm just like putting off so much because I just don't want it to be over Right. Um, so I've only done two beasts Yeah. like how many hours do you think you've sunk into it a lot because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm also I'm using it as like my commute game so yeah, sure, two yeah. hours a day since I got it pretty much and then now and again like because I don't have a lot of time so now and again I will have a big session like yeah. six hours or something like that on it but like yeah I'm using it as like a commuter game and I just like I just fucking love it so you playing like an hour a day sort of thing yeah like two hours a day yeah, yeah. it's just an hour to get to work it is incredible yeah um, alright so Hotline Miami Grim Fandango did it all the games <laughs> thank you Nick uh, this is from Wakim Tyson. It says, Hello, IGN UK. So I saw Guardians Galaxy Volume 2 in cinemas a few days ago and liked it fine. However, <laughs> I tried out a new cinema experience called 4DX here in Oslo, Norway. Don't know if you have that in the UK. I've definitely heard of... Yeah. Though, it, is this one of those ones where it, like, rumbles your seat? Yeah. He says, basically, water squirts in your face, wind blows past your head, the seats rumble, etc., etc. Imagine if it was... It ju- was shite. <laughs> imagine, if it was, that? imagine if it was just water shot in your face. That yeah. was the only Constantly. thing it added. Isn't, isn't that for more, like, bespoke, like, experiences? Like, not yeah. just random films at the cinema? Well, the only time I've ever heard of it in an actual cinema, maybe it's not, I'm not sure, but the only time I've ever heard of it is at Madame Tussauds. Mm. You can do, like, a Marvel Avengers right. experience. But that won't be like the whole full, film, no, 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 no. Yeah, but it's like a 4D experience where it's like they've made a bit of film yeah. or I think it may be animated and you've got to do it like that. I feel What's like that? there's one in Milton Keynes. Yeah. There's like that's the hoodie the kind of I shrunk the kids thing at Disneyland and things like that, isn't it? They're, they're like the yeah. most famous ones. But, but no, cer- certain films I think they yeah. do 
optimize them for those 4D things. Yeah. What would that be? I suppose there's a lot of wind blowing in your face. Well, this is the thing as he says, I couldn't tell what the motivation for the elements were half the time. It just became incredibly annoying, taking me out of the cinema experience rather than adding to it, not giving me a chance to give myself over to the moments that were happening, especially the more moving ones. Hard to feel the feels when suddenly as the camera pans towards the sky, your seat is going backwards and you're hanging on trying not to fall out. Are they, <laughs> the idea that I haven't seen the film, so this isn't a spoiler. Oh, really? I love the idea that like he has the moving reunion with yeah. with his dad yeah. for the first time ever, and it's just like fires <laughs> <laughs> like, a jet of water. He starts crying, face. and it's just like <laughs> covered in water. Have any of you tried this type of cinema? Not yeah. as an actual film no, thing. Yeah, no, no, I've done like the Muppets um, 4D at Disney. Right. What, stuff, what else could happen in Guardians? I feel like you know when Baby Groot's sick at one point. What if they just dunked in like huge bucket of water on top yeah, of it? Sludge on it. I tell you, like I've never done that i don't think that i would no but what i have done is a thing at the electric cinema in notting hill which is like one of the most beautiful cinemas mm. i've ever been to and it's just a beautiful really really nice experience to go there as a special occasion mm. but i did a thing for what film was it uh annie hall or manhattan and it was basically um a michelin star chef had created sev- uh, like a, a meal okay. based around the movie and you had like a little box, you had like a little tray in front of you, and then it like on the screen it would say like open box number one now. That's cool. So you were eating something along with what was going on on the screen, but it was like it wasn't like he's eating a burger, you're eating a burger. It was a little bit more sort of dreamy than that. Did you, do you feel um, like that took you out of the film a little bit though? Well, that's the thing. I'd seen the, both those films multiple times, okay. so I don't think I would do it with a film I'd never seen. Yeah, before. yeah. I think I was just getting um, big prompts coming up. And I also feel like it, it just came out on the, on the screen on the side of the screen, but like. Okay. For me, it was like that was I'd gone to see that to have that experience. I wasn't like, oh, sure, I really yeah, want to see Annie yeah, Hall. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? There's only this one on. I gotta go see this. I saw like, the room for the first time at right. like a fan screening. Amazing. Well, kind of, but also like, I don't know what half the lines that everyone was screaming right, were right, because okay. it, no one's doing it in time. They're just like, oh, the fuck? See the first time that I think I would managed to see the room at the Prince Charles Cinema mm. before it. It became the big deal. Like critical mass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because I think a lot of people go now, a lot of people go to Prince Charles Cinema anyway just to act like bell ends. Yeah. Um, like I've stopped going for a while now because I used to, I used to go every Christmas. Like I go see like Die Hard or Gremlins or something mm. like that. But, and I always used to go see Friday the 13th when that was on there hmm. pretty much and Life Aquatic. But I went to see Friday the 13th and like people are just brutal like just won't shut up because they think that they're really funny yeah. and I think these are these are a lot of people who you know like they're like oh my mates will say I should uh, try stand up like, fuck <laughs> off you're not funny you're not funnier than Friday the 13th um, and but yeah so I but I, I managed to see the room for the first time there and I don't know it was just an amazing experience but mm. maybe it's got really horrible maybe I don't know I like that particular one. it wasn't crowd, bad I guess. it wasn't like, bad like everyone yeah. was loving it and I understood why they did yeah but it was like Hard. A good quarter of that film, I don't know what the lines were because yeah. it was just everyone screaming them and throwing spoons at the screen, which took me ages to work yeah. out why they were throwing spoons yeah. at the screen. Well, me, like, because I, I, also with that, I actually tried showing that just to an ex-girlfriend, just me and her, just having a few beers on a Friday mm. night. That it was not good. She was just like, I just don't you want to watch it. that with a load yeah. of people. Well, I feel like if you watch it in like a room full of people, people would go mad yeah. for it. Like, yeah, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's that. Um, oh, we keep we've got had loads of emails in. 
just quickly about this Texan oh, lawsuit some, thing. Yeah. So Natalie Guanaccia, so I'm really sorry, I've just butchered your name there, Natalie. Um, she just emailed saying, Gav reacts only. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically what happened was a 37-year-old Texas man is asking for $17.31 for his date's ticket after she allegedly used her phone during the screening. So he's suing her. Like, he's suing his first date. So Brandon Vesmar, 37, of Austin, is asking for $17.31, the price of the ticket for a 3D show of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um, because his suit is filed against an unidentified 35-year-old woman who was allegedly texting during the film. If you're 35, you should know better. Yes. Hmm. Um, but then also, like, I don't know. There's something about this. This is... Well, he's clearly disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that to someone. Yeah. Suck it up, don't go on a date with her again. I was just reading from uh, a news, because basically James Gunn has sort of weighed in on it as well, mm. saying, why stop a suing? She deserves jail time. Jesus. <laughs> He's obviously joking. Yeah, yeah, Blast yeah, yeah. into space yeah. like um, Gene Roddenberry's ashes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, loads of people have been emailing about that. Uh, like, it's, I don't know, I, I feel like Brandon Vesmar's a bit... Of a wiener. How mm. legit is this? Because what Salissa is taking this case on? $17.31. Yeah. What a mad uh, thing as well. What a mad I feel number. like this is a big extension of the truth of what's Salt actually Goodman. happening. Yeah, um, Salt Goodman's taking on But yeah, on. I mean, I've, I've actually never been on a date with... Ever. <laughs> Ever. No, I've never been on a date to... I don't go on dates to the cinema, really, unless I'm actually, like, properly going out with them. Mm. Really? Um, yeah, I don't go dates to the cinema. cinema dates. can be good if uh, the you conversation's the not person. flowing. But then if it's a conversation not flowing, I just sack off the date. I went. Yeah, go, but then you, go go you get to see a film. At least you get someone out of it. Mm, I went. You on don't a, know until you get there. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I went on a third date once, and we saw Maleficent, and I hated it oh. so much that I fell asleep, and I never saw her again. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, she was gone. She was gone. No, no, <laughs> that would have been amazing. We just never talked. Like, didn't yeah. even text. It was just like, all right, see you later. And it was very clear that neither of us cared. Was <laughs> it Maleficent ruined? The, yeah, the, la the last time I went on a first date to a, a film. Uh, it didn't end nice for me. So I tried to kiss her and she cheeked me. And then she went up to a park and wanked off two guys. Oh, I've heard <laughs> this that story <laughs> again. <laughs> so if you don't know, if, like we go on about that a lot on our uh, Prepare have, to Try show. If you want to have look you at ever that. gone to see a film on a date that you really didn't want to see? No. Maleficent. Yeah, that's <laughs> that Why did you go see Maleficent? Yeah. What's she wanted to see it? I don't know. Did she? What? Get rid. I've, I've I did. It, yeah. I've had it the other way around. So I took girls on dates that I found out later they're films they did not want to watch. Oh, I've, but I'm like, I went to see Cabin in the Woods with my current girlfriend now, and now she says to me like, "I didn't see what Cabin in the Woods." Oh, it's a good. Film. And I really liked it, but she had no interest in that film. But oh. it's just because we just started seeing each other. Right, she was okay, like, yeah, yeah. She, I twisted around in that one. And these days, I would never get away with that. What's, well. a, what's a good date film? What from I'm asking, I'm asking these people. More than I'm not putting you guys on the spot. What's a good date film? IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Let us know. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, as soon as this suing thing, I don't know. Like, I'd be, I would have just asked her, can you stop texting? Doesn't it say that in the article that he did do that? Did he? And it doesn't say like she continued to do it like 20 times or something ridiculous. Mm. I mean, everyone involved is clearly a terrible person. Yeah, of course. I feel like you've dodged a bullet there, Brandon, because you found out early on that she's quite clearly not very nice. Yeah. But I feel like. It's just a bit of a waste of time. <laughs> it's not worth the $17, mate. Just go no. watch it again. Because I feel like if you'd gone, if actually, if Brandon had gone to, and I've done this, gone to the manager and been like, I'm not even funny, this girl's texting, I've asked her to stop, she hasn't, I want my money back. Like, Probably would have gave you. Nine times out of ten, yeah. they give you the money back. 
if it's your date. Actually, 10 times out of 10. I've never yeah. not been given my money back for that. Yes. But if it's your date. saying someone else is texting. I've, yeah. got, I've gone and said that someone else is making too much noise and yeah. I can enjoy the film and I've got money back. Yeah. That cannot be within your rights. <laughs> I don't understand how that works. I feel like that's not you, on them. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the cinema is just like, I don't care. Like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Most people, like, yeah. yeah. I couldn't give a shit, mate. That's like, fair. Like, God, if you're in a cine world, yeah. why not? We've also had it lots of times where something goes wrong with the screen or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Every time. I totally get that. There we are. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. What a great podcast. Great feedback. Uh, Chris Waterman and Marianne, by now, possibly, Waterman, uh, Knee Hooper. <laughs> oh, it's Knee. Yeah, his middle name's Knee. No, no, no. It's Nay. Nay. Okay, yeah. Knee. But yeah, I hope you guys had a good wedding and danced your little socks off to Jackie Wilson said. They better um, done. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And we shall see you all next week. Sweet dreams. Bye.